Welcome to The Unmistakable Marketer. Every week, we interview business leaders, marketers, and authors from around the world. Together, we try to unpack how we create marketing messages that attract attention and separate us from the competition. Our goal is to help you make your marketing unmistakable. In addition to this podcast, listeners get actionable advice on the latest insights in digital marketing from our free email newsletter, which can be found at tomorrow-people.com. That's tomorrow-people.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Unmistakable Marketer. I am your host, Nathan Anibaba. Uh, my guest this week is Neil Smith. Neil is Marketing Director for StatPro. StatPro offer portfolio analysis software to help asset managers understand the performance and risk of their investments, improve their client service, and generate more sales. Neil, thank you for coming on the show. Cool, yeah, no problem. Good to speak to you again. Great. Well, Neil, can you tell our audience a little bit about StatPro for those that aren't, aren't familiar with the company? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, we are, we founded in 1994 as a traditional software company that allowed asset managers to install our software and, and analyze um, all different types of analytics around their portfolios and investments. And, and then in 2007, 2008, we kind of started a transition and moved, uh, rebuilt our products entirely and put them all in as a, as a software as a service application and a true cloud platform. Um, we have about 500 clients around the world, 12 offices around the world, um, headquartered in London, and um, yeah, we're leading the charge for uh, for cloud-based portfolio analytics now. Great stuff. Okay, thank you for that. Well, the the premise of the show, Neil, as you as you know, is is that increasingly every industry is increasingly sort of becoming commoditized. You know, if we do come up with an innovative product or solution, it isn't long before our competition ultimately catches up, and that sort of leaves very little for the customer to make buying decisions on apart from you know perceived value you know what they think um or, or which vendor do they think is is the better service provider um so i guess what i want to ask is in this environment of increasing you know um competitiveness and uh increasing sort of content and marketing messages on their on and offline what marketing have you come across that you would consider as unmistakable i mean yeah there's the the classics that probably everyone tells you that you know Apple uh, and that kind of stuff are coming across as just um, innovative in, in in some way. I, I think Apple is less so now. Um, there's not been any really super dynamic campaigns that have come out from them. But in terms of new messages that I think are unmistakable, companies like Tesla, um, you know, it's, it's a very product-led message, but it's unmistakable in terms of what they're doing. It's 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 massively innovative. Um, companies like, uh, and then the, you know, you've got sports companies, you know, Nike and Adidas, and uh, when they're selling uh, trainers, for example, they're not they're not pushing the message of here's a new trainer we've made. Um, they're, they're very much leading with a with a kind of a different message. Um, Nike is all about you know their their association with the best a- best athletes in the world or best people in their sport. And Adidas is is doing you know a lot about their you know um, leaders never follow type campaign. So um, I think they're kind of unmistakable in, in that sense from very, very beta, B2C world. Um, something that's a bit closer to us, I mean, Amazon Amazon Web Services is, mm. is a platform we use um, for, for scalable cloud hosting. And, and they're, they're, they're definitely market leaders in their space, and it's kind of um, almost community-led. And, and although we'll talk about um, how... You know, leading with leading with features and benefits isn't isn't massively innovative these days. Amazon seems to do do quite well with that, with the the sheer 
the sheer volume and, and feature set that their platform has is, is quite good. And, and I suppose the other one maybe that's directly in our industry is, um, you know, one of our competitors is, is the Bloomberg terminal that mm. sits within a lot of uh, front offices within our clients. Mm. And Bloomberg as a whole company, um, you know, they may not be the most loved by, by their clients, but they, they're, they're there as a media business and a news business. And they've, they're seen as, um, you know, being very, current and, and on the ball in that sense so that has kind of like a, a halo effect across their their analytics platforms so they're the kind of examples i've you know, that i've seen great stuff okay so from StatPro's perspective what what's the marketing function trying to achieve currently um i mean a few things there's there's the ongoing always ongoing uh, awareness uh, and brand messages and brand campaigns. Mm. Um, you know, Stamper is not an enormous company. We're about 250 people. Mm. Um, we are, uh, you know, we, we're, we're a public listed company, but we're not a, we're not a huge, huge business. So our market and brand awareness in, in, in markets such as the US and, and Asia, for example, aren't, aren't as established as they are in the UK and Europe. So there's, there's, there's always that awareness um, function going on. And we, we have a, a relatively new new product offering uh, and, and an innovative way of how we've developed and built that product with it being you know completely elastic in, in the cloud and we were one of the first movers in our market to do that so our messaging and function at the moment is to is to really um, promote what we've done and why it's different um, to, to other other products out there I mean we, there is it is a competitive landscape but it's certainly not we're not the only ones in the space so mm-hmm. it's a mix of the ongoing awareness and ongoing brand but mm-hmm. then telling a very specific story about what we've actually built and what we've put together and and, and why we think that is um, you know something of important and something that's of interest and benefit to our clients that's interesting so you've mentioned that it's quite a competitive sort of landscape um, at the moment so so what are you doing specifically then to differentiate or to sort of become unmistakable in our in our terms um in in that yeah. competitive environment yeah i mean we've always tried to, to to be slightly different in in not you know just the branding and the collateral and the message i mean mm. financial software isn't the most exciting of industries um and mm. and when you go to events and, and uh where, where we see our competitors then you'll see a lot of gray and a lot of blue um in terms of their their brand so we've been purpose you know we, we called our product revolution so if you're mm. going to call your product revolution you better be able to stand behind it and have sure. a strong message behind that so um you know stamp revolution is all it's very red it's very um loud it's right. um but, it, but it's still done in a professional way but the, in terms of the differentiation the, the, the key thing that we have learned um you know relatively recently is leading leading with leading with the features and benefits or benefits and features is how most people will lead in that in that way and that's how we used to do it but leading with the what do we do and this is how we do it is just boring and uninspiring mm. um so what, what we're really trying to lead and we've been you know influenced by simon sinek basically with his his start with why wow. yeah. message so we are very much trying to uh have a message that leads with this is you know this is this is why we do what we do. This is what we believe in, and this is why we have gone away and built this product that we've built. Um, you know, and this is how it achieves what it needs to achieve, and this, you know, this is what it does. Because you're right, it, it's almost a commodity. In, in our market, we're calculating um, some complex maths. You know, we're producing figures that analyze the performance and risk of a portfolio, an investment portfolio, stocks and shares and bonds and other other asset classes. We're doing lots of deep analysis on that 
to help the asset manager make better investment decisions and to help them um, report better to their clients. So calculating those numbers is a given. That's what all sure. our competitors do. It's sure. what we do. So it's it's there are differentiations there in terms of how we do it. You know, sure. the cloud is definitely our differentiator of how we calculate those numbers. Sure. But it's it's why why did we go away and take a perfectly reasonable product that we had in the past? Why did we stop developing that? And why did we go away and lock ourselves in a room for three four years and build an entire brand new product so it's about we're trying to lead with with that of, of, of an, and a belief statement so you know we believe software should be simple we believe software should help you know reduce your stress it should be easy for you to achieve your business goals you know, that's what software should be doing it shouldn't be um, software this software helps you calculate this performance number right. or this risk number you know, right. of course it does but it, it's what else is it doing um, so it's, it's trying to really look at it from what the what the customer, what the client is using your product, uh, how they're using your product, uh, and going with the, more of a belief statement. And then you, you're attracting people who then believe what you believe. Yes. You know, your customers say, well, yeah, yeah, we believe software should yes. be simple too. We're sick, yeah. of, we're sick of complex software. We want yeah. something that's simple that hides the complexity. So yeah, we, we buy into that belief statement. And then, you know, when people then start following you or coming along that journey and reading your content and starting moving down the marketing funnel, they're, they're, they've already, they're already doing that with you based upon shared belief. So sure. they're doing it for themselves. They're doing it because that's what they want to achieve. Sure. And they're just coming down a funnel with a company that's saying the same thing. So yeah. we're really, really trying to spend a lot of time on, on, um, the why rather than the the what and the how because a, a lot of marketing that you see out there yeah um it, it just leads with hey this is what we do this is how we do it do yeah. you want to buy it and it's just boring and, and uninspiring definitely and you know it, it's something that everyone can say you know everyone can say this is what we do and this is how we do it so what's special about you why should i work with you as opposed to anyone else and and this idea of sort of you know a values-led approach or sort of shared a shared belief system is something that's catching fire now with a lot of marketers i i, I believe I, th I think um what you're doing is is um quite innovative in that you're actually implementing it at the moment i think there's a lot of discussion about it or at least there's starting to be discussion about you know what values do we share with our with our client base or our prospects and, and can we align them in some way shape or form so this whole idea of sort of the start with why idea is, I, I think is fantastic um so so could you could you share some ideas on you know sort of what you know what specifically sort of led you down that line in 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 the beginning um and you know to what extent have you done any work on understanding what are the core values of your your target audience um over and above you know this whole idea of sort of um making um software simple and what are the core values of, of stat pro and have you done any work on sort of trying to align those within your marketing messages at all well it's it's yeah in terms of understanding um understanding our, our customer base and our, and our user base we've done a lot of work on the personas and the people that are you know, there's, there's decision makers who will make the decision on, on whether to use um, StatPro as a, as a, as a vendor. Sure. But there's also the, the, the users, the practitioners, the people who are actually um, um, getting getting the benefit or, or, or not, um, sure. whether they whether they use some kind of software solution. So we, we, we spent a lot of time understanding the, um, the pains, you know, what are the things that yeah. are causing issues at, at a practitioner level and how does that then filter up into business problems so within our industry um, uh, there's, there's the, the people that we 
we're selling to are what are known as the, the middle office within an asset manager and they're providing these analytics services for the rest of the business and they're just underling a huge amount of pressure from all angles, internal stakeholders and external stakeholders. Mm. They're just under pressure to do the classic and, and I suppose it's you know, across a lot of industries, doing more with less. So mm. stress levels are very high. Um, the reliance on, on technology is high and when that technology lets them down, then their stress levels go up and because it's, it's very deadline driven industry. Um, so we really wanted to understand um, you know, those, those requirements and those feelings about how people are, are, are interacting and using these types of, of platforms. Mm. And our industry is also quite fragmented um, in terms of the, the solutions that are available and out there. So our clients will be using several different solutions and, and that causes the headaches of aggregating data together, you know, silos of data existing on their own. So we really wanted to look at, at that and, and product can, can solve those problems and you can lead with a, we've just built this brilliant product and it does, it ticks all these boxes and does all these things and product can lead, can lead that way. But it's, it's, it, you know, that's, it's not the most inspiring of messages. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, you say it's like an arms race where com competition will eventually catch up, but yeah. that does encourage constant, relentless innovation. So that, yeah. is, that is not necessarily a bad thing. And if you've got the best product, then you can lead with a product message because, you know, you've got the best product. Now, it won't be the best product forever, but yeah. that just means you've got to keep going. But in terms of then, you know, you know our, our industry is not kind of like, you know, the insurance industry where it is just the same and people are just very, very price-driven. Um, it's a very value-add message. Um, but then we, we, when we looked at the, the, those pains, that's when it was, well, what we're doing is very complex, um, but it doesn't need to be, uh, complex for the end user. It shouldn't be a, a, a complex process what they're trying to do. They're effectively trying to get from point A to point B and they want a platform that makes that simple. So the make it simple message is a real mantra um, that, that we're trying to embed as part of the culture within StatPro and that, that's that's a relatively new process that we're doing but it's a really it's it's really something that needs to come from everyone within our business I mean it's a message that's come from our CEO, it's come down to all senior management to really in everything we do, everything that we're putting together and every interaction we're having with clients is make it simple because mm. that's what the client wants at the end of the day. Mm. They're, they're trying to achieve a particular process, mm. but it doesn't need to be more complex. Um, and it doesn't, that doesn't dumb down what we're doing because what we're doing is incredibly and is incredibly advanced and, and, and very sophisticated analysis and very sophisticated mathematical models. Um, but that doesn't have to be exposed to, to the client in all, in all cases. It, it's it's a case of really um, just you know we you know we believe software should be simple so and it should make your life easier. So that that's that's really that um, that belief message that, that's coming through and it's come from those um, conversations with clients about you know what is causing them the stress what 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 you know during month end processing what are the problems that they're facing and it, and it's a lot of it revolves around legacy technology that's simply too slow and and too clunky and and we're trying to address that fantastic so what what advice would you give to marketers that are struggling to differentiate i mean well i mean it's for me it's app, you know first thing i would do is is google start with why and watch okay. simon sinek's uh <laughs> watch simon sinek's uh right. uh TED presentation, and, yeah. and I literally, you know, if you're struggling to differentiate and you're in a market where, yeah, it's a, it's all very even and, 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 and the client is, is, or the prospect is really, really struggling to understand what stands out, then mm. start with a belief message. Start with a values message and a belief message and start with, you know, why, have you, why do you exist? 
why does your company exist? Um, you know, why do you get out of bed and go to work every day? And, and why does your company exist? And why did it build that product? Because mm. if you can't answer that question, then you, you're only going to be able to say, "Hi, uh, this is what we do. We make these widgets, yeah. and uh, they're the best widgets available. And they do this, that, and the other. And yes. are you interested?" Yes. But everyone else, if everyone else yes. is saying that, then you you're not going to do it. Now you can't you can't not say that at all. You, st you know, you still obviously have to explain what your product does and and, and how your product achieves what it achieves and, and why it's special. But you don't need to lead with that message. Um, and if you if you start with a uh, this is why we exist, um, and and no, and that's normally uh, you know you normally exist for the benefit of your clients. Yeah. Um, if people say, well, you know we exist to make money making money isn't why you exist making money is a result of what yes. you do um, but um, you know it's a classic people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it yes no definitely it's uh, very similar to sort of what John McKay the CEO of Whole Foods said when he said um, you know I need red blood cells in order to live but red blood cells are not the purpose of my life I you know I use red blood cells to fulfill the purpose of my life right um, yeah. same with food and, and, and shelter and all those sorts of things so understanding what is the reason you exist first and foremost what is the th what are you trying to achieve um mm -hmm. and paint the picture for that vision and get people to sort of join that vision i think um it, it you know it's it's um you know it's it, it's something that i i definitely sort of adhere to um i think a lot of marketers though are struggling with this whole idea of well what if we paint a picture of our purpose and it's not something that our audience are overly keen on or Maybe maybe a small section of our audience want to fulfill that purpose, but maybe the vast majority are just interested in, you know, who's the cheapest vendor and where do I get the best product from? What do you? What advice would you give those those marketers that are struggling with that question? Yeah, I suppose it's it, it's difficult. I mean, it's it's um, you know, I'm quite fortunate in the industry that you know, in what Snapper does is. Um, you know, it's not come. It's not seen yeah. as a commodity at that level. Yeah. So, yeah, I suppose it's 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 difficult. But that that's when time really needs to be spent on what is what is that what yeah. is that belief message. And your audience is very much split. You know, you, you've you've got the uh, you know your message. You'll always you'll always get to to ten percent of the people. Or you know, if you, with 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 any message, you'll always get some people who just understand what you're doing and just get it. Mm. Um, but you know, you you've got a whole bunch of uh, of people that will will follow you no matter what, but you've, mm. the, the, in order to, to really hit that tipping point and really get into a ma the, the mass market and really have a, a you know, huge success is you've got the, the mainstream market that will need something more than just a, just a standard message. But I think if your if your belief or, or, or your why statement only appeals to a very small percentage of your audience, then I'd question the I'd question the message. Why? Or, or, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it really it it, it very much depends on the product and the, and the size of the market and and the uh, the different personas or people and target markets. Because um, you know some 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 companies, um, you know, are selling across huge broad broad markets and have many many products. But in terms of a corporate message, then that the the, the belief statement there or the why has to be slightly more generic and it has to be mm -hmm. something that's appealing to to a huge audience. I suppose if you then have very specific product messages, then those you know when you when you're looking at the why why does this product exist then that then can become much more uh, granular and, and and targeted and focused on the, the the target audience that will buy that particular product um you know so so i think it's 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 just spending it's spending time and and working out well what values what values as a company should we yeah. should we have and yeah. and how 
how much overlap is that is that shared with by our by our target audience sure. and it should you know it, it should overlap you know yeah. your, your beliefs as a, as a business in, in a particular market should overlap with the beliefs of your of your clients if they're yeah. not aligned then you know you're, you're not there to service your clients and that's what yeah. most businesses should be there for sure great stuff okay so could you could you share with our audience please an approach that you use to uh you know to come up with either innovative ideas or uh, an, a, a unmistakable marketing strategy or, or positioning um, sort of idea. You know, what sort of strategies or processes do you use in order to um, create unmistakable messages? It might be similar to sort of what you mentioned with Simon uh, Simon, Simon Sinek earlier, but is is there sort of a process that you use at all? Well, we're we're, we're a, fundamentally we're a technology business, um, and I think we've been led by um, you know the, the thought fortune that we had of looking at the market and and realizing that uh, you know existing existing technology of, of installing software on a server and then installing it on on desktops and and, and that kind of stuff we we just realized that, that that can't scale anymore it just no. it's very very difficult to um, to scale to thousands of clients and thousands of very large clients no. in our industry in that model so we, we was we had uh, when we did that um, that, that approach um, 40% of our development resources spent supporting older versions of our product that were out there. So everybody had a different version of the product, and the upgrade cycles are all all over the place. So I think we we were fortunate in the sense of we just wanted to stop and look at the te technology behind that, and um, you know what could we do to make that process better. And it was the technology that helped drive us with with our our messaging then, and to try and you know differentiate ourselves. So that you know the the, the new development and the new product pushed a new path for us so it then became very obvious that our messaging has to be about why we've done this differently right. um, you know we, we literally launched the first the world's first cloud-based portfolio analytics platform when we launched it in 2011 mm. so it was very very clear that you know that's that's what we have to follow we have to follow the fact that we've built something that's unique um, uh, and we were just fortunate that our marketplace wasn't completely exactly the same and we had something that was that was very different and we banged the cloud drum very, very loudly for a long time, and, and uh, um, you know it was we were maybe a bit early on that, and, and we were seen as uh, a bit, bit mad and a bit crazy for doing what we did. But um, you know we, we we're definitely convinced that we've we've we bet on the horse that already won. So now everybody mm. is now playing catch up and following that message. So our approach for the last few years has been very much driven around. The, the product and the technology behind it, but I suppose where it becomes more of a challenge is, is when you know others catch up and uh, and have similar similar solutions, and then sure. it, then hopefully by the, hopefully by the time that happens, our our belief messages and why statements will will, will already be forging ahead on that. Yeah. Um, we've we've always taken approach of. Um, you know, we, we we're not ashamed to, to we're not ashamed to steal great ideas from other yeah. places, other industries. We will always do that. Right. But um, you know, when we call the product revolution, we quickly realised that we'd have to have something quite uh, um, quite out there and quite sure. you know had to really stand behind it when you when you when you're calling your product revolution because yeah, we, we believe that it was it was a it was a revolutionary industry and it was very very different. Great stuff. No, Neil, thank you very much for your uh, for your responses. I think um, there's a lot that marketers can sort of take away from what you've what you shared here today. Um, so very much. Thank you very much for your time. And I look forward to having you back on the show at some point in the future. No problem. Great stuff. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Thank you very much for your time. Take care.
Well, that's it for this week's episode of The Unmistakable Marketer. Join me next week where we'll be speaking to another marketer to find out what makes our content unmistakable. Join me for that one. Thanks.